This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Recently, the state of California passing a law that will require its agencies, including the Department of Human Resources, to collect information on black people who may have been descendants of those enslaved here in the U.S. This data may advance prior attempts to push for reparations of those families who were enslaved. Ken Shropshire is a professor emeritus in legal studies and business ethics at the Wharton School. He's also leading the Wharton Coalition on Equity and Opportunity and a great friend to the show and great to have him back with us. Ken, pleasure to have you joining us for a few moments. Great to be on and and not talking about sports today. How about that? This is unique for us. This might be one of the the first (laughs) times we have done this. So let me start with the bill itself and get your thoughts on the passage of it. It's very interesting. Now, now this has been, you, you talk about issues that are, are kept at home and, and not necessarily discussed publicly. This idea of, uh, is there a difference in the treatment that should be received in whatever way between African Americans that are descendants of American slavery versus recent immigrant African Americans? Um, and, and usually captured in the, in the vast category black, but there is this distinction that can be made, and that seems to be what this bill is trying to get toward. Should we have different ways to consider the welfare uh, of, of these two distinct groups? But this issue of financial reparations towards members of the African-American community, that's something that has really been talked about more and more over the last several years. I mean, it's obviously been around for some time now, but it has kind of gained momentum, it seems like, in, in recent years. Well, you're right in that it's an issue that's been around forever. It's been around since emancipation in, in the mid-1860s, and the idea of 40 acres and a mule, it was around pretty heavily in the early part of the 1900s. Marcus Garvey seeking reparations for uh, formerly enslaved uh, African Americans. Uh, and, and then more recently, we've seen actually litigation uh, in terms of reparations for the Tulsa massacre uh, in the 1920s. And we've seen some actual reparations awarded in towns like uh, Evanston for mistreatment of blacks in terms of, of housing and, and the lack of wealth that they were able to develop there. So, so yeah, it, it, it's an issue that that's become more more dominant. And, and the question that people have uh, that are trying to slice and dice through this is, well, who should receive these reparations if if we get to that? And, and the idea that uh, you, you are a black person at 3 a.m. on a back roads of Mississippi where some uh, racist is, is after a black person, they're not going to ask, you know, when did you come to this country? But right. the idea of is there a different kind of harm that you've suffered historically in terms of, uh, you know, frankly, the wealth gap that exists because you're an African-American that, that evolved out of slavery in this country? That's different from someone who's come to this country, say, as an immigrant, uh, you know, getting a Ph.D., and they, they've arrived from, from Nigeria or their second, second generation from, from Ghana, or even in some cases – um, the West Indies, but but you know there's there's an issue there because they were enslaved there as well, right? Because the 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 impact that that some uh, black people would be feeling 
from uh, the the impact of of what has occurred, you know, over the course of two hundred years, many of them may feel it, but there is that distinction of of if you're a descendant of somebody who was enslaved, how is that different from somebody you you, you may all be feeling the same impact now, but how is it different because you were somebody who was a, a relative of somebody who was enslaved? And and you felt it generationally. That that that's correct. And if you if you came to this country. Uh, five years ago, and you happen to be black, and you're very successful in industry or otherwise, should you receive the same benefits? And I guess this is what this California bill could be getting to. Should you receive the same benefits that someone uh, that was uh, uh, wrongfully uh, enslaved, brought over from Africa, and somehow ended up in California over the generations? Uh, should there be some form of reparations that goes to that person that that may or may not have fully regrouped? There's a there's a great uh, book. I mean, great in terms of of the title, uh, written years ago by Derek Bell, and it's called Faces at the Bottom of the Well. Faces at the Bottom of the Well. Who are the people that that we forget about most often? And 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 you know we see this too. Uh, one of the the great Penn professors, Camille Charles, does a lot of work on who's going to college now. And right. even there, we could parse: Are these black people in college descendants of, of American slavery, or are they um, descendants of immigrants to the United States? Well, and I would think it would also be a challenge to kind of track that back. I mean, I'm sure there are there are avenues to do that, but to track back the the history of somebody's lineage to truly understand if they were a descendant of somebody who was enslaved. Well, right, and they think of a challenge. Even, you know, to personalize this, I can go back in, in, in my life and find uh, relatives, actually some who fought in the, the Union Army, by the way, going back to uh, emancipation. So so I get back yeah. to, to the mid-1860s, and then I can't get any more information. I actually get to uh, the, the Shropshire family plantation, uh, where you know, my presumption is that my uh, relatives were enslaved there, so which is and not and, and, and believe me, not a lot of African Americans can even trace that far. So it's, it's tough to get back further than that. In, in my house, my wife uh, is is of West Indian descent. Easier to to trace that uh, and to see where you are from, and even because of the smaller communities where where she came from. In, in Barbados and Jamaica, it's easier to, to trace back even even further. Um, but yeah, it, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, but but it is viable. You know, if you weren't, we're going to be simplistic about it. It is easier to ask the question the other way around. You know, when did you arrive in this in this country? Right. When did your right. relatives arrive in this country? So 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 it's easier to parse out: Are you an immigrant or not? But but you know, and, and to be clear to to listeners, I don't know if this is the right path to take or not in terms of uh, reparations that, that might be contemplated or awarded. But it, but it is, and for our listeners to understand, this is what we're trying to, to parse through, and this is what uh, apparently the legislators in California thought was important. Well, right, and it, and it sounds like that there is a potential, uh, well, and obviously still a ways to go to see how this plays out and how it works, uh, of whether or not that this would be somewhat of a model for other states to look at in the years ahead. Yeah, and, and overall, I mean, it's interesting that, that this is not in some ways unusual in terms of if there are going to be payouts for something, um, for disasters, for 9-11, 
there's always some kind yeah. of formula that has to be developed because funds are not limitless and, and everybody can't come to the door and say I should be paid. So so what right, distinctions right. are you, are you going to make? And, and that's you know this this is part of the process. This may or may not be the right way to do it, but if if reparations are going to occur, which you know as I say it's been since post the civil war, post slavery, um something will have to be worked out. Joined by Ken Shropshire, Professor Emeritus at the Warden School. So we talk about this in the scope of, of what the state government in California will be tasked to do. Uh, but to an element, I would think that businesses in the state are going to have to be involved in this process uh, of collecting some of this data as well. Right, and this this gets you know, this is part of our our broader data collection kind of problem, and, and privacy certainly will come up. I mean, someone could rightly say, "I don't want to tell you," or right. or there could be, you know, I'm pretty open talking about tracing my heritage back to slavery. Some people don't want to do that. I mean, I, I have uh, uh, encountered a number of people that proclaimed they were not descendants of slaves. They won't give any details, but they they don't want that characterization to be made. So for businesses to be um, forced by law to take on this burden, I, I, I think that would be, um, there'd be some litigation involved by someone saying, no, that that's not something that should be uh, placed as a burden upon businesses and also not something that employees should be obligated to uh, disclose. Um, so maybe it'll be some voluntary format or, or whatever path they'll go to to try to get this underway, provided uh, this continues to be uh, enforced. Well, and and you kind of alluded to it before, but quantifying what the value of reparations would end up being for uh, the people that uh, may have been descendants of, of slaves, uh, you know, back uh, a couple hundred years ago, figuring out what that is, it, it, there is a formula, as you alluded to, we saw it play out with uh, 9-11 with families that lost loved ones in those attacks right. uh, of how that would play out over something that has you know, been talked about and discussed for a couple hundred years at this point. Right. And, and the other you know, touch point that we should you know, remind our listeners of, too, we, we, we have seen this occur with Japanese Americans that were interned during World War II. And you think about it, it took, uh, I guess, 40 years or so until the Reagan administration said, okay, we should provide reparations. Actually, frankly, I don't recall if that was language that was actually used to uh, individuals or families that uh, are descendants of individuals who were wrongfully interned by the United States. Um, And this was, I think the number was $20,000. You know, it it wasn't a, a tremendous sum. Uh, right. But it was a form of, of, of recognition. So so there are times, and, and we can go around the globe and, and, and see these issues, too, uh, what uh, you know, Nazi Germany uh, uh, obligated Germany to have to make payments uh, uh, and so on. And so I guess it's, it's still way too early to understand the potential impact of a bill like this, uh, you know, in California, let alone across the United States. It, it is something to watch, and I think for our society, the important thing that that will come out of this, as we're having now too, the the kind of discussion that let's be careful about casting people into into one lot. The, I, I once heard a uh, you know, twenty years ago, so it just stuck with me. 
uh, might have been 30 years, the great Professor Cornell West was giving a lecture, and he, and he asked uh, the, 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 the white people in the audience, he said, okay, those of you who uh, have grandparents or great-grandparents who've, who've come over from Lithuania or elsewhere, uh, do they characterize themselves comfortably as white? And, mm-hmm. and the idea that in the United States we want to compartmentalize people um, by race in a way that doesn't happen most places in the world. So there's a similar conversation going on with the Latino community. And, yeah. you know, somebody from uh, Mexico is very different from somebody from Guatemala, very different interests and issues. But we tend to cast everybody from that part of the world in the same way and with the same nomenclature. And, you know, should we take the time to be more discerning and more specific about who people are whenever we have to make these characterizations? Ken, great uh, to have you with us, and thank you for your insight on this. Uh, Appreciate it, and uh, all the best. Uh, Thanks for giving us a few moments. Thank you, Dan. Take care. You got it. Ken Shropshire, Professor Emeritus in Legal Studies and Business Ethics here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.